Okay, should we do an intro now? Yeah, that was what I was... <laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to another episode of OMG, They Were Teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god. Oh my god. They were teammates. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode is the 20th episode. Woo! And uh, it's we're recording on October 30th. Uh, it's our Halloween special. It's our Halloween special. Um, so it is just Spooky. Iris, uh, Jess, and myself, Puff, today. Uh, and uh, so it will be going forward as well uh, for the rest of the podcast for the foreseeable future. Um, we're happy to have you with us. Let's get into it, I guess. Yeah, grab a snack. Yeah, let's go. Let's get into the spooky. Well, let's um, let's shift gears a bit to a rookie segment because you know it's the beginning of the season. We have a lot of good rookie content, a lot of um, exciting firsts for these rookies in the NHL, mm-hmm. and there are some excellent narratives coming out of this year's rookie class. I don't even know where to start. It's usually the Habs. Yeah, and I'll preface with I probably missed some. I gathered all of the ones that I could find. There's definitely like you can tell which teams I follow, but I did include yeah. the Oilers one for Puff. It's mostly Habs, so clearly. <laughs> uh, but no, and I don't have these in order either, so they're going to be all wacky. But we no, had Shane Wright's did, first. Did we ever talk about them in order anyway? That's true. No. I tried. I tried really hard. Uh, but Shane Wright, his first NHL point, so he's still looking for his first goal, I believe. Yeah, I mean, oh. he's constantly being healthy scratched, so he's not going to get a goal if they don't play him. Yeah. Do so I read something him. about him. So they can't send him to the AHL? They can't? Apparently. They send him to juniors. So that's, I, I was trying to figure it out, and then whatever day I saw it, I just got distracted by something more interesting, I'm sure. Um, if he's Canadian, they have to send him back to the CHL. Yeah, so like their their only option is to play him, keep healthy, scratching him, or send it back to juniors. Okay. And honestly, it sucks for his development if he's up, but he doesn't get to play at all. Mm-hmm. Or when they do play him, he plays like five minutes a game. Yeah. Like if you're not gonna have a spot for him properly, constantly, send him back down. Let him dominate in juniors. And then get back next year and kill it right away. Well, yeah. like not to mention him only getting a few minutes a night is leading to all of this shit talk about him not being as good as he's expected and whatever. But like, how can he be if he can't play? Like, yeah. what yeah. do you what do you expect like, to see from him? He's not going to put up five points a game in five minutes. No. Like, also, Seattle doesn't put up that. I mean, sometimes they have great games and sometimes it's eh. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with him. Please treat but him better. At least first NHL point, he's getting that first milestone yeah. at least. And uh, Habs segment, we have. Oh, I thought we were gonna do first NHL points, points, and then go on to the goals because we have another uh, rookie getting his first NHL point. Just I think just last night. Yeah, it was last Hollywood. Night. Yeah, Hollywood. is that his nickname? Yeah, his nickname is Hollywood. It's from Tyson Berry. You. We are talking about uh, Dylan Holloway, by the way, an mm-hmm. Oilers rookie who got injured pretty early on because he was phenomenal in the preseason. He had like a hat trick. Yeah. He was so good. And then he took a bad hit. So I think he was like, they took him out for a bit. I'm not exactly sure what he was injured with, but I, like it might have been concussion or something, but he seems fine now. Uh, so yeah. 
I like admittedly, like I recognized his name, but I didn't know anything about him except that he's a rookie. Um, but yeah, very excited to see his first point. I I watched them in the preseason. He was no, like, he's, he's fantastic. He was lighting it the fuck up in preseason. No, like yeah, he, was he was like, hey, hello, I am I I am made to be on this NHL team this mm-hmm. year. You're not gonna send me back down. I am too good for that shit. I've been like, really impressed with him. Yeah. What draft class is he from? Oh, uh, I don't remember. What? I asked what draft class he was from. Uh, 19? I want to say 19, but I'm not actually sure. Oh, 2020. Hold on, let me Google him. 2020? Is that, is that what it says? Yeah. Is he? Okay. Oh, he's, he's... It feels so weird that he's the same age as Tim Stutzlow and really... <laughs> yeah, he was Jimmy... the 14th overall pick in 2020. Mm. Yeah. But, like, Timmy's been in the NHL, like, right away. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think, like, the only one, well, one of the few, him and Cole Sillinger, I think, were the only yeah. ones out of that draft class to... So Holloway sticks in my mind, because in that, that was one of the one of the drafts where they did it by virtual, like, where they yeah. put people in yeah. over the videos. And so Dylan Holloway, he's from Calgary. And so he was selected by the Oilers. But then, like, when they were like, oh, let's go to his reaction, the the camera, like, glitched. So then it was, like, super laggy. So him and his parents were just sitting there and they looked so dead-faced. And it's just so hilarious because it looked like they were so displeased that he was chosen by the Oilers. But that's not actually what happened. But that's amazing. Yeah, that was was, not not the funnest draft to to watch. Mm -hmm. Not gonna lie. No. It was if you like watching car crashes and disasters. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. Yeah, but but now we've got a whole bunch of rookies from the 2020 class, the 2021 class, the, even the 2022 class making their way into the NHL and getting their first goals. Yeah. Yeah, so the Ab first segment? goals, yeah, all except for one, uh, Jackai, Slavkovsky, and Kaden Gooley. Yeah, so we have the Costco killer. Yeah. He's going to come back. We're going to talk about him again mm-hmm. later. Like, we're going to bring this back. He's he's done more than score goals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He does a lot more than score goals. No, and I love that Slavkovsky, he scored his first NHL goal, and then, like, you immediately see him, like, turn around and shout, fuck you, at someone. With the at, widest at eyes. Josh Brown, yeah. Terrifying to watch. Basically fucking, like, hit him into the boards or something, like laid yeah. a hit on him and he was like oh karma Fuck. so good he looked oh. slightly possessed but it was very funny i love it it was uh something did we explain the wi-fi joke last episode i think we did. the wi-fi nickname wi-fi for- yeah i think we did maybe yeah that's not for Slavkovsky though sorry I, I was i'm just jumping around this is my adhd <laughs> you have adhd what? i know it's a shock isn't it uh, but no, Wi-Fi, Jack-Eye, first mm-hmm. NHL goal. And Wi-Fi because his name looked like a Wi-Fi password. Yep. Which is delightful. Uh, Jess, just in case you wanted to know, Slavkovsky scored a second goal yesterday. Oh, yeah, because he finally got back in last night. I forgot. Yeah, that was uh, a game. I was at a Comets game, so I missed it. I feel like I keep missing the best Habs games, which is hurting my heart a little. Yeah, I was at a Halloween party last night, so I missed the last bottle of Alberta, which makes me sad. Um, I did. So I did link the Caden Gooley thing. So this kid has been a monster in his rookie debut. 
and he's played this is, this is defenseman by the way like you yes. gotta add to that because the the other guys are probably gonna score more points you're gonna he is so good defensively he's so good and he's playing like top minutes ag- against like big guys so like the pens game that oh, they played a couple the, days ago so like was all out on the ice against Sidney crosby's line and wow. like that's what he's defending and he's doing great like and, and I don't think I don't think Crosby got very much of anything going that game. Like I don't think he he had maybe one shot on goal the whole game. No, wow. and he's playing big big minutes, like twenty two minutes in wow. five of his most recent games. So they're putting a lot of trust in him, and 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 he's he's it's worth it. He's doing so good, and like the Habs may not be like they're doing better than expected, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it might not last, but boy, are they going to be fun to watch in the future. They are not in last place. They're like solid middle of the pack. No, in the uh, Anaheim's in last place. Sad ducks. I think that Anaheim... Uh, Mason watched... McTavish met Connor Bedard and was like... I know, I think, him. yeah, they watched World Juniors and were like, look at these two. They play so well together. Yeah. And because, I mean, I feel like we all knew the ducks were going to be like not great. But being this bad doesn't feel right. Like, it feels intentional. Yeah, they were pretty good last year. And then, like, the second half of the year, they just kind of dropped off a cliff. I think Gibby, like, covered up a lot of fucks, fuck-ups in the early last season, and he's not covering up now. So it's on full display. But um, let's talk about the non-Habs first goal right now. (gasps) Johnson! Uh, Our favorite booty bitch. Yes. So when was his first goal? What night was that? It was against the Pens. That was what I know. Was it? Yeah. It's hard to remember when he scores one, and then he scores the next game, and then he scores the next game. I mean, he's no he's no Shane Pinto, but Shane Pinto, Ottawa Senators legend, had a five-game goal streak as a rookie. That's just saying. insane. But no, just the pictures in his celly from that first goal, just the relief that you could see on him. You know, he's he's been playing for a while. Like he's had like 10, 15, I don't know. He's he's had a bunch of games already. Like, and it just wasn't happening. He was getting assists and he kept getting like snake bit and goalies yeah. robbed him and you could tell it was coming. I'm very happy for him. This is only a part of, of Jess and I doing the um, Blue Jackets narratives. Maybe we should actually get on that. Puff isn't here anyway. We can have a whole five-minute Nick Blankenberg segment. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we skipped his Halloween costume. Oh, we yes. Were... <laughs> uh, we had another uh, Mario costume. Uh, Nick Blankenberg is Mario. Jake Bean is Luigi. But I, I feel like we should just... Ever. Yeah, I just feel like we should talk about Nick Blankenberg for a bit, honestly. <laughs> he is in our uh is it yeah, on our on the ice segment anyway. Like let's let's get into it now. Because honestly, like this is like the Blue Jackets, you, you, we knew they weren't going to be great this year even though no. Johnny Hockey signed with them and Johnny Hockey has been great for them and they are sticking to that. And and then the first couple of games, like they 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 lost. It was just it was not very great. It just wasn't. And then after being healthy scratch the first couple of games, the Blue Jackets decide, okay, this is the game. We put in tiny little D man with the heart of a lion who blocks Ovi shots. Nick Blankenberg, 
who strips pucks with a giant hit off of guys a foot taller than him. Yeah, he just. I'm just like, watching he... the clip from that Nashville game on repeat, and he he's insane. Not, he does not care that he's literally like a foot shorter than some of these guys. No, Nick Blankenberg just doesn't give a shit. I don't care. He's like the. I don't care. I'm five nine. I'm just gonna throw you against the boards, grab the puck, and shoot and shoot it right at Johnny Hockey. And like, oh, sorry, what was that? Oh, it's already in the goal. Five nine. Five. Yeah, five nine. In quotations. Hockey five nine. And was it one of you guys who called him a mini fridge? I think it might have been either us or our friend he's like, Amanda. Me. He's he's quite. Sturdy. I think I I think I did yes. that and then immediately went like, hey, uh, our friend Amanda uh, like has made a fridge chart of like mm-hmm. the most fridge fridgy fridge built guys on teams. Yeah. And then we elected to start a mini fridge category for for the like Nick Blankenbergs of the NHL, as they deserve. I yesterday called him uh, something very different from that, and so I call. Thomas Bordalo, my Polly Pocket, because he is small and adorable and like fashion king. Polly Pocket yeah. works. So Nick Blankenberg, I was like, okay, if he if boards is the Polly Pocket, what is blanks? And unfortunately, I settled on. Have you ever seen the movie Fern Gully? Yes. Okay. So I at first I called him my Fern Gully fairy, but then I was like, no, that's not right. Because I was thinking of the guy in it, and he's not a fairy. So he is my Zach, I have decided. Oh, okay. <laughs> Little shrunk down Zach in Ferngully. I've just been going with mini fridge, honestly. That probably works better. But it's just, it's like every game that he's played, they do better. Yeah. Like, this guy has gone from being a healthy scratch to being on the top pair with Zach Rensky. Sadly, he's currently out, but he'll be back. And Soon, hopefully. Yeah, soon and and probably with a vengeance. Hopefully, uh, during the global series, we'll see. It's super weird for the the Blue Jackets to end up with two guys with that same like not super common injury at almost the same time. Yeah, like he mm-hmm. and Patrick Line both had overextended elbows. That is really weird. It yeah, weird. it's not one you see super often. You had a nickel every time. Yeah. Oh, a nickel. I thought you said nipple. Um, do you want yeah, we, we, there, we also have two of those but <laughs> maybe you don't know everyone's body yeah Very no, i'm true. just saying like i don't my sexy ref wasn't that sexy but if you're looking for it <laughs> um all right no, not, i'm not done with blanks yet oh okay. let's go um i just wanted to throw in that he used to be a zamboni driver that's all oh. what yeah that article that talked about like it was it. in between his, so he played high school hockey at Romeo, and then after that, the year in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, and I think it was after that, or maybe in between, somewhere in there, it was when he lived with the coach that had yeah. like got him to come to whatever team that was. I think it was when he was at, when he was at Honda. Um, so he lived with the coach, and the coach also got him like a part time job at oh, their yeah, rink, no, I, no, I and he yeah. did different things around the rink, but one of them was being a Zamboni driver. You just lost to a 5'9 former Zamboni driver (laughs) scoring a game-winning goal. (laughs) Delicious. I just, he is such an underdog story, and I love it. Mm -hmm. On this podcast, we are now all in our Blankenberg era. Would you consider him an unlikely path to the NHL? Ooh. Ooh. 
I, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because those have come up in NHL PR so far. We have Nick Robertson and we have uh, Anders Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, undrafted, like, had to work really hard to get everywhere he got. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, by the end of his Michigan career, was the captain there. Yeah. Do you know who's having the opposite of uh, that kind of story? Who? Adam Fantilli. Oh. I'm going to give you my last rookie thing, and then I won't talk about them anymore, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Right, famous last words. I don't believe. Uh, but Adam Fantilli at the University of Michigan. So he's not drafted yet. He's el- eligible for this yeah, coming he's, draft. He's, he's um probably going to be a top five pick, top three pick. I would yeah say in top three upcoming draft. Yeah. So eight goals, eighteen points in eight NCAA games. He's had a hat trick so far this season, uh, and he leads the NCAA in scoring as a draft eligible rookie. So. Oh, that's cool. gonna be interesting someone's coming for Connor Bedard's no fourth overall like <laughs> everyone's like hey it's gonna be Connor Bedard and I like that some of the guys are like hey let's make it interesting I'll mm. take it I think yeah. either of them would be such a good pick for any team so yeah They're both hey insane. Anaheim since you know Anaheim is currently at the bottom of the league for for reference they're going for Bedard it's not the Canucks. I thought it was going to be Can- the Canucks because clearly the Canucks are cursed. Let's let's go there. Oh yeah, they bit. had a horrible start. <laughs> I think they dropped something like seven or eight games in a row. The they beginning. have finally won though. Yeah, they have two wins now. Um, so they after their first seven games, they were o five and two. Ooh. They had multiple goal leads in at least their first three or four games, mm-hmm. and they blew all of them. Like, whatever curse was. It, I, it was it's just how how do you yeah. it's yeah. they've turned it around a bit and like so, like the players seem to be fighting harder it seems to be going better for them now but oh man that was a rough start yeah we know Connor Bedard is a Canucks fan but come on guys <laughs> hey they're not at the bottom I mean they're fourth no. from the bottom somehow losing all of the games they're still doing better than three other teams yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, they have like two wins and two overtime losses now, so that's better than some. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what to think of them because I I don't know if it's like bad contracts or I don't even know what's wrong with that team. Mediocrity. Ooh. They should be good. Yeah, but they had like they've had a lot of like um where they were just out of the playoffs, so they never got like they haven't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get what you mean. Like they ha- they they, they haven't drafted enough a for a rebuild. They ha- they've drafted some really good players like Quinn Hughes, Elias Patterson, yeah. Rock Besser. Like they've Elias Patterson. Yeah, I, the second I one. The second one. Oh, the second one. Oh yeah, sure. They have both. Yeah, like they're not good enough to get it all the way there, but they're not bad enough to do like a rebuild and get all of the first round picks. Yeah. They they've had some good picks, but it, it never quite like the generational superstar that others True. have drafted. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about this with the Flyers too at some point. Like, and then sometimes it just doesn't pan out. And like, honestly, Brock Besser has had some of the worst years of his life in his personal life. Yeah, like you can't blame him for not getting off to a good start with yeah. all that's yeah. been going on. But it's just seemingly like. 
they've they've had some shit luck the past couple of years. They had like in the the COVID season, they all had COVID season. Oh my god, yes, that was awful. It does feel like they never, they still haven't recovered from that yeah. or whatever. No, I, yeah, it doesn't really feel like they have. No, because I think they had a really bad strain too. Yeah, yeah, did. and all of them had it at the same time, and they were still yeah. forced to play because the NHL was determined that all these games were going to happen. So they played like the Calgary Flames, who didn't make the playoffs that year, like four or five times in a row at the end of the schedule when mm-hmm. everyone just wanted their playoffs to start. It was just so messy. No, bad. I think they were still playing when playoffs started. No, yeah, they had like one or two games left. They had like I think. one or two games when when the playoffs I thought they started. Couldn't do that at all but no they, they could because like, they oh, their both, last, like, i think their last game was like literally a couple of hours before the playoffs in their division started i think that was it the oh no yeah i think their started. division couldn't start but there was other yeah. divisions that were yeah. already playing yeah. so like yeah. their game was like at, was like euro friendly hockey on a weeknight so i was yeah. like why <laughs> is this game going on at like 4 p.m calgary time no 2 p.m calgary time mm-hmm. so weird. and then like at I don't know, 7 p.m. Calgary time, the Oilers were playing or something like that. Yeah. It was just so, it was so weird. Did you drop something again? Yep, same bottle of... You're <laughs> a disaster today. Yep. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, it's honestly, uh, daylight savings and all that shit. They, they, I, it was 3 a.m. last night and then it was 2 a.m. That's the best one though. It is. I tried to watch all of the abs game and then they started blowing a three goal lead and I was like, okay, now I'm going to bed. The Leafs, except the abs. Honestly, we we, we could we can make our way to the uh, on the ice segment, I think. Yeah, we've dipped into it a little. We've dipped into it with our um, Canucks, Blankenberg, all of our very important uh, narratives. Um, personally, a narrative that hurt my feelings uh, is Oscar Lindblom going back uh, to Philly. That video hurt. That and then hurt. they just kept talking about it. And I was like, can we not? Do we have to keep doing this? Can we not talk about how much he meant to the community if you bought him out? He did look very emotional watching the yeah. video, though. Mm-hmm. I mean... It, it has to have been like they they supported him through some of the worst shit in his life and then when he didn't get better fast enough it was like okay bye now yeah mm. boo but like yeah I'm, I'm glad he seems he seems okay in san jose but like i i'm still sad and i still miss him the sharks won that game though didn't they i think they did yeah good for them they deserve it i'll allow that loss for philly Philly had an amazing start to the season, too, which was wild. I did not expect that. Oh, it's all Carter Hart. It is, like... It's gonna blow up eventually. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know if it'll be like, this week or next There have been multiple but... games that the Flyers have allowed 45 to 50 shots and, like, got to overtime or won and all because of Carter Hart. Oh, my God. That poor man. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna break down. And it, it's, it can't last forever. Is that why I saw that picture of him with a baseball bat? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. They have the the MVP uh, trophy as the baseball bat, and honestly, it's a good thing they have it because Carter Hart can use it against his defense. Yeah, as he take out some kneecaps, take out some kneecaps. Well, I mean, it can't make him worse, can it? Oh, I am so sorry. Except no, you're not. Yeah, I didn't. So I was at a game, so I didn't get to watch last night. But I did see that there was a little bit of friendly fire between 
Tony D'Angelo and TK that actually like might have left TK injured. And I was like, oh, no, come on. You just announced like two of your guys just had surgery this week. They're not coming back. And now we're hurting our own guys. Let's not. And it's that guy hurting his own guys because like, obviously it wasn't intentional, but hopefully TK is fine. And it was just like a stinger or something. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of guys who got, well, I guess more than a little stung. Hey, Zach Cassian, how you doing after that fight? Oh my god, I wish he'd stop fighting. Like he just yeah. he's had he had jaw surgery last season. He's yep. had multiple concussions. He has yep. kids at home. I'm like, stop fighting. Like just and he's stop also fighting just children. Not very good at it anymore. Like he no. kind of like, lost his touch. He got flattened by uh, Wi-Fi. Like, mm-hmm. Jack Guy is just... But, like, honestly, what I loved about this, because, like, I know like there are a ton of fights in hockey. We could talk about every single fight, blah, blah, blah. The fun part of this one was, like, afterwards, there were, like, tweets coming out, like, okay, so Jack Guy had apparently, like, done his research yeah. on mm-hmm. Zach Caspian and been like, oh, he usually fights like this. He usually does this. And I'm not going to give him a chance to strategize. I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to win. And he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one tweet from Arpan was like, he was fully aware that Cassian ran Sam Montebo last season, which was a big deal. And yeah. that Pizzetta, Michael Pizzetta had told him that like Cassian's a technical fighter and got him set up for how exactly to go at it. So, yeah. That reminds me a bit of, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking to Alex DeBrincat and they said like, oh, do you know how many empty net goals you got last season? And one of the other players answered. Matthew Joseph. Thank you. Matthew Joseph knows every single one of the Sens narratives are so good this year, y'all. And they're not even, they're not even two players who have played together that long. So for him to know that. No, they're not even on the same line. Like they don't. I thought that was very Matthew cute. Joseph is just a little mm-hmm. French Canadian nerd, and I love that for I him. I love him. He's a good boy. Sounds and like. so fashionable, by the way. Like, oh yeah, aren't him and his brother like also? Yeah, yeah. Him and his brother are pretty fashionable. It's Fashion nice. Boys. It's a nice change from yeah. the usual. <laughs> but honestly, my favorite fashion of these past couple weeks was. Um, Nadalkovich's uh goalie pad fashion the latest the latest in goalie pad fashion is putting a note saying hi mom on your pad <laughs> he did this like he was on the bench he was over on the I bench know. he was, was over so on the bench I wonder if he like would do that if he was actually playing or if that was just because he was back up that night uh, yeah you can't do that when you're playing but like it's so <laughs> fucking funny and you can just see like Emily Kaplan like Uh hi mom it's so cute and he's not even the only one who said hi to a family member this week we had uh, also dougie hamilton so the the first star of the devil's game gets to write something on the camera and usually they just sign their name but dougie hamilton decided to try to write hi grandma except he ran out of room (laughs) it's that like i'm gonna try to write it evenly until i fuck i'm out of room yeah yeah he did a good job. He got it all on there eventually. He tried. He tried. Very cute. And I do believe his grandma saw it, which is the most important part. Yeah, his yes. grandma was watching or something. Like, he knew mm-hmm. she would be see. She would see it. I also didn't realize that was a thing that they did. Like, I know that I've no. seen content from the Devils of that happening in the past, but I never put it together that like, no, their me too. first I, thing. 
Yeah, no, I've, I've seen content in the past of them signing the camera, but I didn't really realize like it was like a thing. Yeah, cool little thing to learn. Oh, but also from the devils, uh, they want you to schedule your mammogram and pay attention to the goal. <laughs> yeah, someone just like, I, uh, I can't even with that. I'm honestly really glad I wasn't watching that game because hearing that in real time, I feel like I would have turned the tv off and like went face down on the floor like what just <laughs> happened just, just explain it for for the people who, ha- who you know might not have uh so i think they came back from a break so they're like oh uh by the way like we're sponsored by blah 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 blah, blah. make sure you go get it's a mammogram awareness month because yeah, yeah ladies yeah. make sure you go get a mammogram and then the, and then somebody scored and they're like and we've got a devil's goal <laughs> yeah but it's like their play-by-play announcer and he's super like monotone through the whole thing yeah so uh, you just have to listen to it it's it's something well link it <laughs> okay honestly um one of the narratives that i'm gonna talk about right now um phil thrill nhl iron man yes scored his this. 400th goal yes. and then he didn't yeah and then the next game he did yep Good that was him. the most garbage, garbage offside review. It was so unnecessary. Let the men have it. Like, it was... Of course it was the Leafs. Oh, I didn't realize that. Of course, though. It was Makes the Leafs. Sense. So Phil Castle used to play for the Leafs. So, well, you yeah. know, you know, Steve Dangle was going, of course, Phil Castle's gonna score. It's the Leafs. It's so well, yeah. weird that you guys and it was like remember a world in which Phil Castle was a Leaf. Yeah. It's weird to me. It's weird. I don't... It's it's. It was just so... I've seen a couple of like offside reviews recently that are like, okay, so they were offside when they entered, like they were half an inch offside when they entered the zone 45 seconds ago, and now the goal is disallowed. And I'm like, okay, but that's like, it's it's the letter of the offside rule, but it's kind of against the spirit of, it it doesn't uh-huh. affect the play at all. Mm-hmm. Can you tell I'm still bitter about one, the Phil Kessel goal, and two, the beautiful Matthew Kachuk goal that was disallowed last night in the Kachuk Bowl? Oh. Uh, Kachuk Bowl. <sighs> Offsize is a terrible rule. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's like delay of game. It's one of those things where it makes sense why it's there, but a lot of the time you're just like, oh. Yeah. I mean, when it's sometimes it's like, okay, when they're all, you know, entering the zone and, and, and then score right away. Yeah. Okay. It, it makes sense. But like, mm-hmm. if it's like, well, they were slightly offside when they got into the zone, uh, half a shift ago and like half the guys have already changed since then. Like at that point, it doesn't affect the goal anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Barzell, put this on your list, please. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Open up your, your notes app, add it in. But yeah, I just wanted to give a big shout out to Phil the Thrill because I know we talked about the Keith Yandel Iron Man thing last time and, and we Jess and I expressed some concerns about keeping him in the lineup just because he had the Iron Man streak. I don't think that is as much the issue with Phil Kessel. Like, no, he... no, not at all. Because Phil Kessel is actually a good player. I do remember there was one game where I think it's uh, that his baby was being born where they didn't yeah. want him to, to lose the streak. So he played part of the game and then they flew him home. Yeah, yeah, and they paid for his flight, which was very yeah, lovely. Was, I, that was very classy. That um, was classy, and that was honestly, I didn't mind it as much, and the rest of the team must have agreed to it and say, okay, we'll yeah. play one guy short so you can be at the birth of your child. Yeah. 
and still have your and not lose your streak yeah i don't mind it as much and and you know good for you and i I think it's great that it's phil kessel because a lot of people like made fun of him he's not the traditional athlete a lot yeah yeah and he also went through testicular cancer so that's amazing that he's come back from that come back from that that. and now he has a kid yeah he did have testicular cancer for uh, a while like um um, wasn't there a tweet by Sarah Sibian where it's like the two Ironmen in the league and they, I can't remember what she said about Keith Yandel, but she said about Phil Kessel that like, he doesn't drink water. Yeah. I just thought <laughs> I that was so that, funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keith Yandel is like way more health conscious uh, uh-huh. than Phil Kessel. And that's fine. If it works for you, Phil Kessel is one of the best natural athletes. Oh yeah. And his sister is also a hockey legend. So there's that. Yeah. And oh, he's yeah. the most coachable guy in the league. Sorry, that's a reference to an earlier All Star game in like 2014. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I, I've read the stories about that one now. Yeah, yeah, I made you read it. I was like, yeah, yeah. like do you, you want to read this? this? Yeah. Puff likes likes sending me old lore. So like recently, she buried me in Roberto Luongo lore, in I'm anticipation of his uh, hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. Moment. I love triggering that side of Puff. Like, what did yeah. I get out of you the other day? The like whole prairie thing that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, you did. I'm You've glad unlocked- you like that because I'm always, I'm never, I'm, always, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> no, it was playing. so interesting and it was stuff that like I didn't know about or had, yeah, about. yeah, so, yeah. It's so, and, like, it, sometimes it's sometimes it's like the innately Canadian POV that like, especially mm-hmm. like I don't get it here in Europe or like history stuff that I don't know about or that I wasn't really taught. Or like hockey history because like I've been a hockey fan oh. for two and a half yeah. years now maybe. So there's this Canadian show called Murdoch Mysteries, which is like a Canadian murder mystery show set set in the 1890s, like in the Victorian mm. age. Um, yeah. Except it's not the Victorian age because it's Canada, but you know what I mean. Um, anyway, and there's this one episode with hockey players where they like there was a hockey player murder mystery, and they figured out the like angle that the stick would have to hit this guy to kill him and then they were like oh so the guy must be this height but then they figured out he wasn't that height because he was wearing skates <sighs> whoa yeah i mean i love that sort of thing honestly <laughs> like, give me give me all the lore give me all the weird facts give me all the like for a while i was uh, in a discord server with a couple of friends and there was like a, a whole like iris dutch memes or dutch facts mm-hmm. channel and I was like, the, the weirdest thing people found about the Netherlands, and they just tag me in it and go like, is this real? Is yeah. this true? And yes, it was usually true. <laughs> and then you get to explain how fucking weird your country is, which is amazing. Yeah. And I love getting the Canadian side of this from Puff. Yeah, I love it. Because then I can take it back to like my real life friends, and then I sound really smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> I didn't just learn this. What do you mean? What yeah. do you mean? I took I took a Canada course in college, which I really did, and that's where I learned this. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was trying to think of a way to like make a Canada joke and move on with the, <laughs> um, but instead I I I I'm just gonna say pub dr- pup instead of puck drop say pup drop and we'll take it from there. Pop drop. Pop drop. Because I'm sure Pancake has opinions about it. She was just yelling at something. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait a second. Pancake has thoughts. And Pancake (sighs) was like, hurry the fuck up already. I want to talk about the pop drop. (laughs) She would love a pop drop.
What team was it that did that? I'm going to look that up. None of us remember. All of us are clicking the link on the Google Doc and opening it. No, it was like, I was like, I, I, like, what, how was I supposed to remember the team? All I care about is the puppy. Oh, when it it was the Jets. The Jets. Yeah, no, all I remember is the puppy. Priorities. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, it was the Jets. (laughs) In Winnipeg, yeah. The face that the dog makes when he or she spits out the puck is so great because. Like, obviously, it's a rubber puck. It probably doesn't taste great. And you can just tell the like, the, it's got kind of like a snarly look to it after having the puck in its mouth. Yeah, and it immediately looks like it at its owner, like, okay, treat now? Hello? Yeah, like, hi, I did a good job. I've done the thing. Yeah. What a cute dog. I don't, I don't know how we get from puppies to Daryl Sutter, but I'm sure there's some kind of farm. <laughs> uh, well, wait, no, think- I got it. Do you remember that time... We can make it hockey related. So oh, let's do it. <laughs> uh, last year or the year before uh, when the Flyers brought the, was it like a police dog onto the ice? It wasn't during a game <laughs> <Yes>. or anything. <laughs> do you I know where I'm going last with this? Year because we talked about like how that was still one of the, yeah. How, or that was his comment on the Flyers season. <laughs> and the dog just took a shit at center ice. Oh my gosh. Apparently, <laughs> um, Jonathan Huberdo, in honor of Puff, sorry. Uh, yeah, left no, the ice he's, briefly. He's teasing yeah. me. We're not teasing Jonathan Huberdo, uh, but I have oh. struggled to say his name quite a bit in the past. Not yeah. on this podcast. It was before the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We will never let her forget it, but uh, no. Huberdo apparently left the ice briefly during last night's Battle of Alberta to go take a shit. Yeah, he didn't want to be like the Philadelphia police dog and take a shit yeah. at center ice. Yeah, I don't think that would have gone over very well in the middle of the Battle of Alberta, to be honest. Be entertaining, though. Yeah, I, but Honestly, just the uh, Sutter uh, audio was entertaining enough. Could we, <laughs> could we potentially drop this on the on the right now, oh, like on so. the? Can I think we play it. It's yeah, post game. It should be we able to. It. Yeah. Uberdo left the bench for a little bit in the first period. Are you able to say what it was? I think he'd go take a shit. He's so dry. I love it. Yeah. It's like I haven't been following the Flames as much this year because I'm just you know, a little less interested this year for no apparent mm-hmm. reason that we all know about. Um, <laughs> no reason at all. It's just, he is still like one of the most consistently dry, hilarious, entertaining coaches out there. I mm-hmm. wish they'd asked him about the hottest coaches in the NHL. I wish they had, yeah. Uh, I think that would have been one hell of a soundbite. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of soundbites, uh, Jeff, Jess, I'm sorry, I called you Jeff. You're not Jeff. <laughs> I get that at Starbucks all the time. Oh, my God. Speaking of sound bites, uh, Jess, do you want to talk about what Slavkovsky said about Wi-Fi? Uh, yeah. So the <laughs> was this after the Wi-Fi fight? I don't remember. I believe it was either after that or after Slavkovsky's goal. Um, but what basically said it's nice to have a guy like him on a team, a guy who can kill a guy. Ready for murder. And he just looks so happy about it. Yay, murder. So he said that in a post-game interview, but also is apparently the same stuff he said in the locker room. So I love it. I love that. I kind of love that locker room interviews are back because she gets some of the weirdest fucking shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, like, didn't we hear recently about how uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in the wild, he, like, whited out the puck? Like, because there was a picture somewhere in the wild arena of... Uh, a wild player scoring on him when he was like a pink with the penguins goalie and he went in one day and he whited out the puck so then it didn't look like he'd been scored on what if anyone would 
Yeah. Right. That's so Mark andre Fleury. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Honestly, I thought it was, um, uh, I think last game, the Vegas Golden Knights played. I, I promise there's a bridge here. Um, Logan Thompson just kind of like pushed the guy and then stepped away, tossed the puck onto the ice and just like went his merry way. And uh, the players got asked about it and they were like, oh, we're used to it. We used to play with Marc-Andre Fleury. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's got to be an adjustment um, in your locker room. Yeah, we've had some goalie crimes in these past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Did we? Did we? Like, we have the Tristan Jari committing like three penalties against Leon Dreisaitl. That was funny. That that should have been called, but it was funny. Yeah, exactly. We have the um, John Gibson committing two penalties at once. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, I I was I saw that like game track. I was like, yes. <laughs> what the fuck is Gibby doing? I love a good feral goalie. So we have yeah. one right now um, with the comments. His name is Colton Point, and he played last night, and he was pretty calm last night. But in our home opener, I mean. It was a it was a hot game to begin with, but like this goalie, anytime a fight broke out, he was like halfway to center ice looking looking for some action. I was like, oh, he was heated. I love that. Not gonna lie. I saw this tweet recently of a goalie, and now I can't remember who it was, where they were asking he'd like gone out to try and stop a guy who was making a goal, and then um he completely missed and then it like the guy made the goal but then they were like oh would you do it differently and he was like no i'd do the same thing because like i was willing to like risk that i had confidence or whatever but now i, I can't just, remember which goalie it was oh this there have been too. just some great like please please everyone watch uh, steve's dang it's every week there have been some if you're a goaltender tend the goal moments for sure I kind of forgot that those videos were back. Yeah, I like Me too. last week the first ones, and I suddenly got like it showed up on my YouTube home screen. I was like, oh, they're back. I love them. Naturally, it was very fun. Um, but yeah, that was. I think that was about it for for our on the ice stuff. Let's let's go to some off the ice ridiculousness and honestly is anyone surprised that we have multiple ridiculous stories about the flyers in our off the ice segment you shouldn't be if you are no let's start with um the flyers re-signed travis sandheim which is honestly one of the best one of their best recent signings not gonna lie i love it keep i had to triple check the date on this because it already feels like months ago that this happened yeah and it wasn't. It was just like two weeks ago. But yeah, signed long term. Uh, couldn't even be the one to tell the team. Travis Konechny was the one who uh, spilled the beans in the locker room on that. And honestly, is anyone really surprised? And then uh, panicked that he wouldn't even be able to sign his contract because he didn't have a printer at home. Oh my god. I feel like we talked about this with like someone on his ELC going to like, one of those TikToks yeah, going we to did. Walmart or whatever. Yeah. No, he went to like Staples or something. Yeah. To, like, print it and out. like ha- to have the same thing with these grown ass adults who've been playing in the NHL for years who've had to sign multiple contracts at this point having the same problem. It's just so funny as someone who also does not have a printer. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least he could go right to the Wells Fargo Center or their practice facility. I don't remember which one. Um, and sign his contract. So he's official. What was it? Eight years? 
I think so. Either way, I'm thrilled. Like, that's... Yeah. I don't know what it means for the state of the Flyers in the future, but, like, I'm glad. I'm glad we're keeping Sandra. I'm glad we're keeping the Travi together. I'm here for it. I only worry about future contracts when they're not on my team. Yeah. Honestly, though, one of the other things that the Flyers are bringing back is their reverse retro. Their Cooperalls. Their Cooperalls. So for me, like, I'd never heard that word before in my fucking life. So to be (laughs) seeing tweets about it and going like, I have to look this up. What does this mean? What is this word? Yeah. Yeah. So they announced all of the reverse retro jerseys officially. Stop speculating on them. And with the Flyers, they are bringing back their Cooperalls, which are the full-length pants, which are banned during gameplay. Say, but only for warm-ups because they are disallowed yeah. during gameplay because they're too slippery. Too slippery. Too slippery. Could you imagine TK playing a game in those and how much he already falls and slips around already? Yeah, but also he'd have to like tape them because they'd be too long for him. <laughs> oh like they too big. Like he doesn't need Cooperalls. But but also like I think we were talking about this with a couple of friends like okay but like do they how do they like they have to take them off after warm ups do they have to like go back to the dressing room take them off and put like I suggested tearaways <laughs> tearaways would be nice I mean they they go back to the locker room anyway so yeah I know but like it'd be so <laughs> fucking funny but yeah I'm very excited I'm kind of sad that I won't get to see them in person um yeah. but. I, it, it's really cool i like that they they did an extra thing yeah honestly um there are a couple of reverse retros that i would absolutely want someone send them to me please and thank you um the panthers one is incredible oh i love theirs oh, i love yeah. it it's like this light blue beachy i love it and Honestly, I may be a tacky bitch, but I love the Vegas glow in the dark one. I like that they went with it. Yeah. I think they committing to the glow in the dark one. Yeah, and it's like and the, all the coloring and everything was based on like a Vegas sports history, so not like hockey Vegas, but Vegas yeah. sports history. So they did like even though their team is only like 5 years old, they did try to do the actual, you know, retro part of it, just not hockey. Yeah. I like the Habs one a lot. I really like that they just went to the baby blue. Yeah, ba- that that's a good color. The Oilers one is is nice too. I think. I actually don't like it very much. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not one of my favorites. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think it's as bad as some of them. No, it's not the worst it. one, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. Although it was kind of funny to uh, explain to people that that's the uh, the yeah oh the God. old logo. Yeah, no, sorry, I'm just trying to remember his name, but it's, like, escaping me because for some reason my brain is thinking Fogel, but that's not right, <laughs> obviously. No, that's a current. Yeah. Oh, the Todd McFarlane logo. And yeah. so Todd McFarlane is also a uh, comic artist. He's done uh, Spawn, and uh, he's worked on some of the Spider-Man comics, if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Nice. That makes sense. It's a. It's definitely a different look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean there there are way worse ones out there. I just there are several very boring ones. Yeah, Honestly, no, I I like the logo. I just don't like the like color arrangement. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm it's, just like it's weird. overall a lot of them. I was like, eh. I like, I like do, the Hab- Arizona's is nice. I like that yeah. one. I mean, I realize it's a lot like their last one, but I like it a lot. Yeah, like a lot of them just went like slightly different version of their former reverse retros, which, eh. And, like, I'm not an Islanders fan at all, but going back to the Fisherman logo. Yeah, that's a good choice. Like, people had been like clamoring that for that one for a while. 
clam a ring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not even my worst joke. I almost ordered the Columbus one, but I didn't. I was going to see if we had like a nice little, oh, we can go from clams to here, but we can go from the Yotes jersey being pretty good to, in general, the Yotes are just making the best of it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, because, you know, they're they're playing in a college arena. Like, I was, um, I saw the tweet that I was like, attendance at NHL games last night, and they had like 4,600, 100% for Arizona. And I was like, oh, man. Um, but they, they're leaning into the college atmosphere. They're doing student rush tickets. They're doing a yep. drum line, I think. Like, they're doing all kinds of, like, fun college shit. Might as well go with it. But my favorite thing that they did was the mullets. Mm-hmm. Puff won't wear one. I tried yeah. to get us some. Puff said she wouldn't wear it. Yeah, we have so, this interaction um, on Twitter. You can find it's, it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's called um, Mullet Arena. Mm-hmm. So they, for their first home game, they had like stick on mullets for everyone. The pictures are incredible. The hair is luscious. It would look ridiculous on me. I already have long hair, but like, it's so fucking funny. They looked pretty gross, but I yeah, would wear it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to wear it. It looked ridiculous, it's... but like in, in a fun way, like it, yeah. they're having So they fun. look like, they look, my really close friend, her husband uh, goes to the Indy 500, the big race every year. And he wears the most ridiculous outfit you've ever seen. Like, it's wild. But he has this wig, this blonde wig. And it basically just gets thrown into the back of their closet for a year until it's time for the Indy 500. And that's what those mullets reminded me of, was his ratty, gross wig. But I still want one. That makes sense. I still think they're cool. But I think it'd be cool to go to a game there. I don't know. I really like college hockey, so that atmosphere in an NHL setting seems like it could be a lot of fun. I mean, like, honestly, everyone was already treating them as a joke. And um, I'm I'm glad that they're just, you know, making the best of it. That they're not, you know, they're like, yeah, we know everyone's laughing at us, but we might as well laugh too. You know, that's Uh what it feels like. No, Penguins did this really cute little Western Canada roadmap on their Twitter. I loved it. Yeah, no, it's like it's got like it's like a hiking map of the Pacific Northwest, like Western Canada and Seattle or whatever. And it was like, oh, Edmonton, there might be another two-headed monster here. And then it's like Calgary, it was like flurries with a chance of of heat or something like that. It was like cool. the end jokes and the puns were just really good. Yeah, my favorite I think was the one for Seattle because they had a mention of turbo wind speeds which is yeah. like that yeah. used to be tanov's nickname it's still tanov's nickname oh, except tanov isn't okay. on the pens anymore wasn't sure. he's just on the kraken but yeah they still call him turbo he's he is also just still like that he's still seeing ghosts in seattle just in case you wanted to know and apparently now the ph p sorry the pwpha are apparently now also seeing them or whatever. oh yeah i saw that yeah. that was so good I love it when people like go with the stupid jokes and just like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna keep this mm-hmm. going. Yeah, I think they they only posted four pictures, and I want to know if there's more. Like, did I more bet of your players more. do this? I bet there were more. I mean, one of them was a really great uh, prom couple style photo. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a good bridge to our uh, to our social media segment real quick because the the we had the PW P Jesus. 
I know. <laughs> we so that was a a good little bridge moment to our social media moment because the PWPHA. Jesus Christ, this is hard. If this is not your native, I was trying to spell it in Dutch, y'all. So this is what hard you, for go me. Go ahead and spell it in Dutch. What's it sound like in Dutch? Oh, I have to think about this. Uh, oh. oh. We 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 don't say we don't do, do the W. We don't do it like that. We oh. just have the W sound. Oh, W W. I mean that's Woof. more efficient than the W. It bothers me that the W is such a long letter to say. It's so it's so like spelling should be quick and easy. Like exactly. no, don't do that. It was weird. Um. And, anyway, there's uh, your opinions on the alphabet. That's what you were told. Yeah, like, the podcast. That's what you said. Yeah, I mean, let's add from the alphabet to Wi-Fi because speaking of weird and spelling, and I thought that was a nice one. Heavy Wi-Fi traffic, which is honestly, Jess, that's well done. I've seen some quite funny memes and stuff, like with his name being Wi-Fi. Yeah. No, but honestly, Jess, Jess uh, did our script today, and uh, I sent her a link of um, like uh, Wi-Fi being one of the most searched players in the hockey database or elite prospects, mm-hmm. and she put it on our script as heavy Wi-Fi traffic, and I just giggled to myself for like 10 seconds about it. <laughs> I'm glad that you liked my joke. silly little joke. And we did joke about like one of those people being Zach Cassian after that fight, being like, I have to look this guy up. After the fight, not before. If he did it before, he would, you know, <laughs> it would have gone better. Humbled. Yeah, uh, elite prospects though updated his picture because of the in- traffic to his page. And <laughs> if you haven't looked at that picture that they chose, please do. It's incredible. It is a very like dead-on Wi-Fi picture. Well, well, we'll provide some more heavy Wi-Fi traffic. It's it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I account for like a fifth of those searches. Oh yeah, that's valid. <laughs> See, you're a you're a, a Wi-Fi fan uh, person, and we have Carrie Price fanboys, but they're yeah. actual members of the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, who who would who be? isn't a Carrie Price fanboy exactly. girl? Person. Very true. But um, like back I when pers- I was showing you Robert Luongo war, I showed you this tweet where somebody tweeted at Robert Luongo like. Hey, it's my birthday. Can you get like the Hey, it's my birthday. Can I get a happy birthday from the best goalie in the league? And then he was like, "Hey, at Carey Price, can you send tell this guy happy birthday?" <laughs> Which is just uh it's prime for where long yeah. though. Everybody loves Carey Price. Mhm. But it's just it's literally uh Thomas Plecky um quote tweeting the uh Carey Price highlight video with like a bunch of emojis and then Brendan Gallagher replying I counted two minuses he saved for you three for me but that's less important and then they just keep going like you answered yourself right there I always had to save your ass with Carrie Price like with the help of Carrie Price it's just so funny like way to way to make fun of yourself a little boys I like it mm-hmm. I like seeing Brendan Gallagher having a good time too me too yeah, it's, it feels like it's it's bit yeah well unless he's being addicted to me then i, don't I knew like you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that. i this is the the tim schutzler defense squad here it's just me but i don't care does I it make how... you feel better that he does that to everyone oh i'm not surprised that he does it to everyone but <laughs> i'm personally I love offended tim stutzel every time he gets a penalty he acts so aggrieved and about it but it's like something he, he totally did this and he's like oh, 
oh my god, I can't believe you're giving me a penalty for this thing I obviously did. Injustice. And he's not acting. He's just genuinely so upset that he's getting a penalty. Well, that one recent one, it literally looked... Hi, Pancake. (laughs) Hi, Pancake. But, like, he's not faking anything. This is just genuinely who he is. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not some act that he's putting on or whatever. No, he is just, you know, a, a... what is he 20 20 year old drama queen like a little bit like it's okay i love him i think he's 21 but is he 21 now him. no his birthday's in wait fuck hold on let me oh to google he to... turned 19 like on this first game so he would have turned 20 last season no he's turning 21 in january i think oh, okay if not i'm wrong but he's still in his last year of his elc no you're correct he's age 20 he will be awesome. 20, so he's twenty. He's young. He's he's he'll he'll hopefully uh, grow out of it. But yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> he literally looked like he was going to cry in that one recent like video that went around. Yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> I love him. I just love the suns. They're so the vibes are so good. Speaking of uh, the vibes are so good, they're so dumb, I love them. Dylan Larkin knows his role. Mm-hmm. It's a quote from him. Yeah. So uh, a, a bunch of the uh, guys were asked who they'd kick out of their golf foursome. And it was like Quinn Hughes, Trevor Zegras, Jack Hughes, Dylan Larkin, and... Cole Caulfield. And Cole Caulfield. So that's where we five. So which, which one would have to go? And they like pretty much unanimously said Dylan Larkin, including Dylan Larkin himself. Unless you're Quinn Hughes and then it's you don't want to golf with Trevor Zegers he never because he never up. shuts the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which honestly, valid. Quinn, I get you. I got you. He did say it in a much nicer way. But yeah. yeah. And like I'm friends with this guy, but sometimes I just, you know, want to fucking. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor Zegers totally does seem like the guy who just never stops talking. Like, affectionately. Yeah. I mean that affectionately, yeah. but he does look like he just talks yeah. all the time. He's on all the time. It was a good video, though. I think it was a sports center. Oh, and... Sportsnet something, sports center. I don't know. It was funny. It's all, like, media day stuff, and I love, like, some of that stuff that's coming out now, and you're like, oh, man, this is so good. And I love uh, Jack Hughes' reaction to the, like, we're going to tell him, like, this isn't a video being recorded yeah, for like, to see. If, if, if they were, if they hadn't, you know, if they don't tell him, he's just never going to find out. He's never going <laughs> to magic. He's never going to see this video. They're going to block it from Dylan Larkin specifically. So everyone else gets to see it, but not him. He'll never get to golf with Dylan Larkin again. Yeah. Well, apparently Dylan Larkin is way too good. So that's, yeah. Well... We know that uh, Trevor Zegers and Jack Hughes apparently get Chipotle together, according to a commercial. So, yeah, Dylan Larkin isn't invited there either. Poor boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we have some, some. I think we mentioned this a little bit before, but our uh, non-traditional paths to the NHL. We talked about Nick Blankenberg. We had uh, Nick Robertson as well. We, it's the yeah. Knicks. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but Knicks. honestly, like, I love that the NHL is publishing, like, bits of these stories. But the part about Nick Robertson that got me was, like, he was born three months premature. Like, he had to fight for his life. And he's a freaking professional athlete now. Like, yeah. That's... Can, can you imagine if your younger brother was born three months premature and he still ended up taller than you? 
<laughs> no. I'd be so mad. I mean, like as the oldest and tallest, like, oh man. My my um younger youngest sister is taller than the middle sister, so they're they're yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she knows how that would feel. I did think it was cool from that little story though, or the little graphic, um, that his family bought an RV to travel rink to rink for the whole family just to make things easier on them. That is yeah, cute. I didn't know that. Yeah, because both of the boys like had to go everywhere and they had to like coordinate practices and I couldn't imagine driving an RV through LA traffic, but Oh god no. Oh god no. You could not pay me. No. Absolutely fucking not. No fucking way. Uh what's this thing about Estepa Grandma Cam? I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> um I obviously I put that on there, but Marcus Tapa is a sophomore at the University of Michigan. And so University of Michigan at their games at Yoast Ice Arena has like the children of Yoast, which is their student section. And it is a terrifying place to be. I try to not sit close to them because they're just a wild but fun group of college students. Like they're just having a good time. And um, but Marcus Tapa's grandma was at a game recently and the University of Michigan um, Instagram had posted a picture of her. I think she was holding like a cowbell or something. And they called her an honorary member of the children of you of Yoast. And it oh, was just she, her. She was so cute. And it was, she, I don't know. She looked very excited. She did. Something I've been it. enjoying that the Oil Kings have been doing on their social media is that one of their players is like named Rhett. And so they keep doing this thing called Rhett's Bets where like he, they just go up to him and they're like, okay, who's going to win this like race to the other side of the rink? And then he just like makes a guess. Oh, I've been enjoying I love it. That. Very cute. I love when they have like weird things like, like weird sticks or like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do every week. We're going to do this. Or we're, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. We, so the Comets have one of their sponsors this year is a comedy club here in town. So mm. at one of the like media breaks during the game, uh, they have videos of one of the players telling a really bad joke, and it's become my new favorite thing. The That's Flames good. still do like the really bad jokes after periods, so they were doing like Halloween themed bad jokes last night. Mm. I love that. I was really enjoying when the Oilers were just posting the, it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's the weekend weekend. video, like, every week of different (laughs) players saying that. I I missed it. I missed it so much. All right, let's let's head to some weird stats. We're we're heading closer to the end here, but let's let's go to some weird stats. Uh, Once again, why are we not surprised that uh, it involves the Flyers, the Coyotes, Toronto, and former Flyers goalie, uh, current Seattle goalie, Martin Jones? Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, why are we even surprised? It's seeing the flyers on a weird stats list, but it being good stats is so yeah. bizarre. That's that's the weird part for me. Because <laughs> explain explain to our listeners what the weird stat is, Jess. Uh, so this one is a little bit outdated. So this tweet from Jordan Hall was from October twenty second. So they've obviously played more games since then. Um, but this was following their win over the Predators. They were 4-1-0 and at that point. Uh, the last time they had won four of their first five games was the 2011-2012 season. So, been a long time. Ten years, yeah. Uh, and I also think that might have been, I'd have to look at what season that was, but they, it might have been one of their good seasons back then. 
Um, and at that point, uh, Carter Hart was uh, 4-0. 130 saves on 137 shots. So Carter Hart still hasn't lost a game of regulation. I wow. should have looked up the updated stats. So my apologies. But... No, but like Carter Hart still, as of this moment, uh, October 30th, still has not lost a game in regulation. They went to OT last night against the Hurricanes. They had no business winning, like even getting a point in that one. Once That's again, wild. Carter Hart. Yeah, so he's five wins, one overtime loss. His save percentage is 0.938, which Whoa. I can't even remember the last time I saw his be that high. Yeah weird flyers weird uh, other weird stats and of course it's toronto we're so sorry steve dangle but like this blew my entire mind like this is so um the last time the coyotes failed to earn at least a point while playing in toronto was october 17th 2002 oh my god it's been 20 years since they (laughs) lost against the leafs in regulation 20 years and in mm-hmm. Toronto, by the way, just in Toronto. But yeah, how the like I know there are like a couple of st- weird Coyotes related. Like they always win against these teams' stats. But like the Yotes posted this as a graphic after they once again beat Toronto. By the way, it was just it's a beautiful graphic too. Like whoever made that did a really good job with it, which it's not something we usually see. <laughs> yeah, graphic design is obviously your passion and you're killing it. Keep doing it. But it's just like. Of course it's the Leafs. Of course it's the Coyotes. 20 years. Like what's wild? It's weird. That's that's all I was like. Oh, yeah. That's all I got to say. Let's let's head to our final weird stat of the uh, day, evening, afternoon, night, whatever time it is. It's a liminal space here. You're going to have to like actually explain this one to me because I think I understand what it's saying, but I don't no, know. No, this for is sure. great. So Martin Jones is the 12th NHL goaltender to record a win while facing one or fewer shots on goal since shots on goal became an official stat in 1955-1956. So what happened was the goalie who was originally a net got injured and had to be pulled, I think. I think, yeah. I wasn't watching. I think it was the Avs game too, of course. Um, so uh, the- It was a Grubauer? I think Grubauer got injured. Yeah, gotcha. And then, um, so um, the Abs had a lead. Uh, they blew it, which they've been doing a bit lately, which is concerning. Um, so uh, Grubauer uh, goes out of the game, is injured, has to go on IR, I think. And Martin Jones comes in. Um, the Abs had a lead, but then the Kraken starts scoring. And um, the Kraken... Like the stats for the goalie are the goalie who records the win or the loss is the goalie who is in net when the game winning goal is scored. Mm. So uh, at the time the game winning goal was scored, Martin Jones was in net. Hmm. However, in the time that uh, since in that time, the entire time Martin Jones was in net, the abs only managed one shot That's on Martin Jones. Wild. Did it happen? And this like, was a towards... long time. The abs were just okay. like garbage that period. That was my like, question. I was like, did this like happen? At least 10 minutes. Okay. It was It was not like, I think it was like somewhere in the third period, but like it was not, it was, it was not, not good like a for the abs. Of time, yeah. Like, makes more sense. This then. isn't some funny, like Frankie catches a, a puck on the bench. <laughs> he has a perfect save percentage joke, yeah, which is like... the other side of it for the abs. No, this is like, they just don't put shots on goal at all for like half a period. And that way, Martin Jones records a win while having, I think, a perfect save percentage on one shot. 
It's an impressive stat. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, I read the even tweet. Though, like, even though Gubawa did all the work, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I read and, the and, tweets and the four, six different times. And the other players, but like, yeah. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. That is something. Yeah, I could not figure out what the tweet meant. No. It didn't make any sense. Martin Jones. Martin Jones won again last night, though. That must have been that dad strength. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him and Eberly both had a baby. Uh, the little shirt. The like, phrasing onesie. of that. Maybe you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what him not, and Eberly not both together a, they didn't have a baby together they both no no it's not like it's not like jones eberly baby it's like joneses had a baby and the eberly's had a baby that is separate they're two like separate basically babies. the same night the same day yeah like the same night yeah yeah the made in seattle onesie was so cute that yeah. they used i really liked that and just like yeah dad strength at wingy games we've, we've talked about this before it it, it still works mm-hmm um, we're 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 getting towards the end of this. Jess, did you still want to do our little ECHL Chugging moment? Along. I actually like that one of you guys was the one who put this in here. Um, but I yeah, I did. Oh, that was, was the two black was coaches, wasn't me. it? It might have. Yeah. Oh, it, it might wasn't have been me, me actually. It yeah, might I think that me. was Puff. It was so. I assumed yeah. one of you. Guys, I assumed some somebody would maybe want to talk about it, but we don't have to. No, no, I think can. It's, it's cool to mention it. Yeah, it hits home for me uh, as an ECHL fan in an yeah. ECHL city. But I think we've talked about them before. So Jason Payne and Joel Martin are the head coaches in Cincinnati for the Cyclones and Kalamazoo for the K-Wings. And they faced off for the first time, um, which is thought to be the first time in North American men's pro hockey history that two black coaches opposed each other like it's for sure the first time in echl history um that is cool that is really cool yeah and they did it it was on an education day game so it was a day game for uh like local students in kalamazoo i believe Um, kalamazoo is such a funny name (laughs) yeah i I love kalamazoo not that i'm anyone who can talk is someone who lives in edmonton like that's not really a no but like i keep thinking kazoo yeah, <laughs> and then uh, so their shortened version is Kzu. So like they're the Kzu K Wings. Yeah, nice. So, but no, I it's really cool. Uh, we played Cincinnati. Um, I think our home opener was against them. That dumpster fire of a game, but with the, um, with the feisty goalie. Yes. Oh my god, it was just one fight after another. There were over a hundred penalty minutes for the Holy total game. Crap. It was insane. Um. That kind of reminds me of the last Blackhawks Oilers game. Like the entire second period, like I think if they, that was just there was like maybe max like two minutes of five on five. Like, <laughs> but also, um, I I feel like we were joking about this during an earlier Hawks game. At some point, the Hawks had more shorthanded goals than even strength goals. That sounds <laughs> so. Like it just benefited them to be like, "Fuck it, let's take another penalty." Like, yeah. They barely had anything going, like, five on five. Just, like, they That's had, like, hilarious. three or four shorties at that point. Like, it was ridiculous. It was... Oh, my God. We, we were just, like, all joking, like, oh, man, they should, like, take penalties more often because clearly it works for them. <laughs> we had a point in that game where it was genuinely concerning that, one, there wasn't enough room in the penalty box for any more players to go in. And, two, it was to the point where I was, like, okay, somebody's going to get hurt if you keep letting them play like this. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That, yeah. That is the ECHL life sometimes. And and now we shall, for our final segment, go back to the NHL life for games we're looking forward to. Woo. 
So uh, we're recording this on October 30th, and that means that we're a week away from the next part of the Global Series. Uh, we've had the games yeah. in, uh, in Prague, uh, and now um, the Blue Jackets and the Avs are going to go to Finland. It's not um, Tampere. I learned that from the video. Tampere. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. I've been there. so like, And that's a dope-ass arena, so, you know, it's nice. I'm very um, excited to watch them. I, I think, and they're going to be like good timed. Well, they'll be good timed games for you, but yeah. like they'll be middle of the day work games because I think one's on Friday. Um, yeah. So I can sit at my yeah, desk guess, and guess who's busy all next weekend and cannot watch any of the many European friendly games. Oh, that's tragic. That's I have theater sucks. all weekend next. Pretty much all one weekend, of those so. e- European friendly games. I think I am going to in person. Oilers versus Stars. That's a Euro-friendly time? Awesome. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, no, like, I'm pretty sure it's at, like, 3 p.m. or something. Oh, that's nice. Well, mountain time. Like, I'd have to check. Yeah, but that's 11 p.m. for me or something. Yeah. So. It's not bad. It's not, like, the worst. No. No, but, I mean, and it's nice that you get to go to an Oilers game. Yeah. How long has it been since the last time you were at an Oilers game? Ooh, long time. I actually don't remember when I oh, really? went. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I remember the last hockey game I went to in person was an Oil Kings game, and that was yeah. the Pride game. Yeah. Um, before that, I don't remember when I last probably pre pandy. No, definitely pre pandemic. Yeah. yeah. But I like because I remember my mom asked me sh- shortly before the pandemic started if I wanted to go to some, and I turned them down because I was really not like this was when my health was starting to get worse and I wasn't feeling yeah. well. Yeah. So. Well, you get to go to an Oilers game and you get to see Yessa Pugliarvi in person. Yes. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for me too. <laughs> I'm excited for game. you as well, Jess, for going to those games in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. I think one will be before the next time we record and then one is after. Or um, at least like the next time we release an episode. Like I looked ahead like two to three weeks just in case. Because yeah. we tend to record on, on Saturday or Sunday and then release the episode, like, Thursday or Friday after. So, so I try to take that into account. <laughs> My whole November is just kind of wild. So on November 12th, I'm officiating a wedding, a wedding two hours oh, away. Wow. So I'll be out of town that weekend. And then, so that's the 12th. The 15th is the first game in Columbus against Philly. So I am working a Philly game in. Oh, boy. Hey, I might get to see a Philly win or not. And either way, yeah, you never I know. like Columbus. Well, and like, I like Columbus enough that I think I'll be happy no matter what. Yeah, yeah no, but just so, whichever team you come to represent and cheer for is the one who's going to lose. So just keep that in mind. So yeah. I'm really torn too. I looked it up and it is their Hockey Fights Cancer Night, Columbus's. Oh, oh. And I have a Flyers Hockey Fights Cancer jersey. But it's an Oscar Lindblom jersey. Lindblom, yeah. <laughs> oh. so I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. But yeah, and then the week after, on the 23rd, I'm going back to Columbus for Habs at Columbus. I'm very excited. Um, I have no plans to see a hockey game in the next month or so. The next hockey game I'm going to is going to be a DEL game, which is a German uh, hockey league game. Which is going to be in December, right before Christmas, an outdoor game. Oh, I didn't know it was an outdoor game. It's an outdoor game, so I really hope it's Ooh. not that cold. What team is it? Teams? It's the uh, Bremerhaven Penguins okay. versus the uh, Kölner Haie. So it's Cologne. It's uh, oh, Leon Kaisenetl's hometown. 
Oh, yeah, okay, the, cool. The, yeah, the sharks. Yeah, the other sharks. Yeah, the Haie. Mm-hmm. Which is my best attempt at German. Please and thank you. Um, <laughs> Better than yeah, mine I'm would going, be. Yeah, I'm going to that with uh, with a hockey friend I who was also in Finland with me. So that should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to that. But that's not until like right before Christmas. So uh, I will pr- probably talk about it on an episode closer to that time. In the meantime, I did actually also write down a couple of NHL games that I'm really excited about. You did. About. You're just... always so prepared. And I am no, just like... No, I literally it's like 30 minutes before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm just mostly... like on my phone looking now. No, but mostly like last time I had the Kachuk Bowl in there and that game did not disappoint. It was so fucking wild. Not even kidding. Like the uh, Panthers ended up having like 57 shots on goal. That's insane. And and Anton Forsberg was the only reason the Sens were in that game any any time at all. Um, Speaking of that, I'm looking forward to the McLeod Bowl, which is on the uh, Thursday, November third. It's the Devils versus the Oilers. Oh, oh I forgot about that. Yeah, McLeod Bowl. That's oh, always McLeod fun Bowl. too. I didn't even check if there's going to be a Hughes Bowl soon. No, me either. But personally, one of the games I'm looking forward to for narrative reasons is Vegas versus Buffalo on Thursday, November tenth. Which is Jack Ooh. Eichel Returns to Buffalo, the sequel. Ooh. I hope he does better this time than the last one. The last one was a yeah. little underwhelming. Not yeah, but honestly, was that before or after he broke his finger? Ooh, I don't remember. Because, like, last, last, like, honestly, I felt so bad for him because, like, he was out. He'd been out for, like, a year, a year and a half at that point. Yeah. Like, mm. And he was just coming back. It was a little... Like, things weren't going well. Vegas wasn't doing well as a team. And everyone was like, why isn't Jack Eichel single-handedly dragging our team into the playoffs? He's mm-hmm. supposed to be able to... Do- he hadn't played in a year. Yeah. No, I and it was that. just like It was just so... Everyone was so shitty about it. And he was booed every time he touched the puck. And it was the I whole, know. like, this awful. is the loudest I've ever heard this place thing. So I'm kind of just hoping for a slightly better experience for him. But I don't think Me it's going to happen because uh, Buffalo fans are... Like, on every post about Jack Eichel, and he's doing very well this year, might I add, mm-hmm. on every post there are salty Buffalo Sabres fans. Of course. Every single post. So it's, um yeah, I'm, I'm hoping well, for better things Well, I think we know that Jack, the Twitter but... people are usually worse than the majority. Like, we, I don't really oh, count them. Oh, for sure. Like, like the, the Twitter, there's a bunch of people on Twitter who think, yes, you pull your RV, you suck. And they're like, but the majority of people are like, shut up, Mark Spector. <laughs> yeah, it's, always, it's always Mark Spector, let's be yeah. real. Um, and my next game I'm looking forward to is Saturday, November 12th, because it's um, the Battle of Alberta is not the same as it once was. Uh, we will now have the Battle of Matthew Kachuk versus the Oilers. Yeah. Which I'm I'm very, very excited for, because oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see if the hatred carries over. Oh, my mom. I kind of want to see if he fights Leon Dreisettel again. I think that would yeah. be fun. Although there's no Cassian, but it's still... Yeah, there's no Cassian, but that like that doesn't mean that there aren't many players on the Oilers who still hate his fucking guts. Oh, absolutely. So. Like my mom, my mom still hates him. So yeah, and unacceptable. But you know, yeah, it's never gonna change. I'm working on her. I'm boiling the frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 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 I'm I'm gonna continue with another Matthew Kachuk game, which is uh, Flames versus Panthers on November nineteenth, which is uh, what I like to call the Exes Come to Town Florida edition. Uh, when uh, the Calgary Flames go to Florida and uh, Matthew faces his old team for the very first time, which mm. is, I think, going to be interesting. And also, you know, that means that Huberto and Uyghur are going to go back to Florida for the very first time. I was just thinking that. Um, and the Flames made this whole big deal about how they're so much better now, you know, like, 
it feels very like uh ex I'm over boasting. You. I'm yeah. so over you. Yeah. Um I kind of want the Panthers to win this, not gonna lie. I may have a Matthew Kachuk bias, but that's fine. No. But what? You what? shocked. Shocked. Never would have guessed. I um, I've been screaming <laughs> in like three or four different group chats with Puff about his assist on the first Panthers goal last night. Because he literally did the backhand spinorama, Patrick Kane style. Um, it was incredible. It was beautiful. I wanted to make the Patrick Kane comparison and I knew I was going to get murdered for it because people are like, oh, Patrick Kane, blah, blah, blah. But it, like, I've seen him do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was so incredibly well done. And then, like, later in the same game, Brady Kachuk tried to go between the legs and missed. So it was just... Nice. <laughs> it was just... It was delicious. But, yeah. That's that's kind of the games I'm looking forward to. But I'm glad yeah, we get too. him a cloud bowl, too. Do we? Yeah. Like, I still want to know when the Hughes Bowl is, but that might not know. be until later in the season. Uh, the other McLeod brother plays in the ECHL, and he plays for Cincinnati. And yeah. he's so good, and it drives me crazy every time he comes oh. to town. <laughs> Apparently the Hughes brothers don't face off until November 29th in Vancouver. Oh, oh well, we can talk about that on our next episode, probably. Yeah. Which uh, we'll end up recording presumably in the weekend of the 12th and 13th of November, except Jess is out of town then, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll be back on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Good. I have a, a Harry Potter con- concert thing on Sunday, but I can do oh. after because that's, ma- that's a matinee, the concert. Yeah, it's an orchestra playing like the music from the film, so that's nice. Oh, is it one of those where they like do the video of like the scenes the movie while and then the orchestra? Yeah, yeah. the embassy cool. here in town. I went does to a Legend those. of Zelda concert like that. Yeah, I we're, love we're, those. I think this is the sixth movie, so that should be fun. Oh, nice. Cool. Going, going with a bunch of friends. Yeah, but that's like, uh, so we're recording our next episode, uh, probably around the thirteenth of November. Uh, we'll have a bunch of new stories for you. Hopefully a bunch of new games we're looking forward to. Crazy off-ice, on-ice, social media content. Uh, maybe like a last bit of whatever craziness happens after Halloween. We just don't know. We never know what the NHL is going to do to us. That's so true. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on uh, Twitter and TikTok at omgtwtpod. Or you can email us at omgtheywereteammates at gmail.com where uh, Jess and puff will probably read the email because for some reason i have refused to go into the email because i already have like four or five email addresses that i'm keeping track of at all times mm-hmm. it's okay it's a lot of junk mail at this point it's, it's a lot, a lot so of junk mail. no need for me to check it but if you do want to talk to us uh we do also have uh, personal twitter accounts related to the pod so you can find us there too uh and we'll be back later in November. Did you guys see the spooky Suzuki thing, though? No. I don't think I did, no. If it's not <laughs> so they, the thread, I probably didn't see it. No, it's not. It happened last night, and I forgot about it. But they asked Cole, because Cole scored twice last night, um, and one of them was on a really insane pass from Nick Suzuki, and yeah. they asked, like, how would you qualify that pass? And his answer was spooky. And then the follow-up question was, have you already used that, or did you come up with that on the spot? Uh-huh. And his answer was just, Spooky Suzuki.